Hello and welcome to the Even Me podcast. This is uh, Morph. And your girl, Kim. And today we have a special guest. We have Miss Ingrid with us today. She's going to be talking to us about our question. Hello, Ingrid. How are you doing? Hello, I'm good. How are you guys doing? We are great. So today's podcast, we are talking about how did you know if the person that you're with right now is the person for your lifetime, basically your soulmate, the one you, you're going to, you know, take, I don't want to say to the grave, that's kind of gruesome, but to the end of your life, you know, spend the rest of your life with them. So, so how did you know? Well, um, I pondered over the question a little bit earlier and, um, to be honest, I don't think that people have one somebody. I don't think people have one somebody. Um, I also think that you can be with somebody for um, a long time, be married a long time. I've been married um, this November. This is our 27th year. Congratulations. Congratulations. And so um, you can be with somebody a long time and not necessarily feel like that is your soulmate or that is the person that you're going to go into eternity with, spend the rest of your life with. Of course, over the course of 20, which is really 28 years, including dating, 28 plus years dating, um, there have been times when um, I'd say maybe five or six times when it, it could have been over, and so you have you know have ups and downs, ins and outs. Um, sometimes you wake up and you don't even like that person. <laughs> <laughs> you so, love them, but yeah. you don't like them. <laughs> so, so what are you doing those moments that you feel that way, like? Um... I, I, I'm gonna get my. I'll put my perspective in later, and I, I know Kim will as well. But what did you do in those points in time where you felt maybe this is not the right person? Maybe I've chosen the wrong person, but you still stick together. What did you do to to, to like mesh that back together? Well, I would say that um, the very last time. Um, that we had some some issues. Uh, we tried counseling. Um, that didn't go very well um, because, for one thing, when you when you're going through things, and and I feel like at that point he was going through a midlife crisis. Okay. And um, first of all, you gotta that person, whoever is going through whatever, you got to own it. You got to be able to be honest with yourself and say, you know, this is really what something that I'm going through and I'm taking my person along for this ride. So the counseling um, didn't work because he wasn't completely honest about what was going on. You, nobody can help you if you're not willing to talk about it fully. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So, and I'm a very blunt, honest person. So in counseling, you know, the count we're in there and the counselor is saying, 
well, what do you, uh, well, what do you think happened? What do you think um, got you to this point or whatever? And I'd say something and then they're like, oh, did she really say that out loud? Uh, yeah, if we don't tell the truth, it's not gonna, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> if we don't tell the truth. And I, I want to give you an example, but I don't want to be, um, you know, I don't want to get too deep. But um, say, for instance, they say, um, she says, well, what do you, what, what happened, what got you to this point? And I say, well, you know, say, um, uh, People uh, want to have an open marriage, Mm. you know, and um, some people agree with that. I've been seeing a lot of that on TikTok lately uh, about these people having more than one spouse. You know, that's not even legal. Um, But to each his own. um, But if you really want, if you have had this conversation with your friends or relatives or other people outside of that person um and then but over here you're saying no this is not what i really want i really want this to work i'm working on this no you're not really working on this because you're not being honest you're telling other people that you want to have three or four girlfriends on the side but over here you're telling me no it's just you i love you it's just me and you to the end of time so that kind of thing that's what basically, I'm saying. Basically yeah. just telling you what you want to hear. but Exactly. It's a whole different conversation. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. And so um, counseling. So my go-to, of course, is prayer. It's prayer because that's where it all started. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to the initial question of how did I know that this was my person? See, I, I hear a lot of my girlfriends or friends or associates or whatever saying, well, I'm looking for this. I'm looking for that. I was never looking for my person. I was waiting for my person yeah. to find me because I was brought up in the church. And so I knew that he was supposed to find me. He was supposed to find his good thing. I'm his good thing. He was supposed to find me so that, you know, he would find favor with the Lord when he found me. And so for years in my twenties, uh, my early twenties, and we were young when we got married, I knew that, um, I wanted to be married. I knew I wanted to be married. I knew that I wanted to have children. Um, and I, I prayed and I asked God, send me my person. I don't want to date five, six, because you know, you date, you start dating these people. It starts to get physical. And before you know it, you've had all these different partners because you dated all these people. And I just did not want that. And you so I had the time too. Yes. And so I, I I prayed and I asked God to send me my person. And so the funny thing is, is that I was not looking for real because uh, the day I met him, I had just got out of a relationship, a two year relationship with somebody. And um, I had moved back in with my mother and she was like, I want you to go back to college. I want you to get your degree, finish school, yada, yada, yada. And it was a Sunday afternoon and I was working at the in a dental office at the time. And uh, one of my friends had gotten a promotion and she invited me to her barbecue. She was going to celebrate her promotion. And I told my mother, I said, I don't want to go. You know, I was 
just had just broke up or whatever. And she's like, no, you need to get out. You need to have a good time. Go see some people. Have some fun. Get out of the funk. I put my little dress on. I went to the barbecue. So my husband now was at the neighbor's house. Um, his brother's uh, mother lived next door to my coworker. And he says now that he told, he asked, who was I? I was the first guest at the party. And they said, that must be one of Michelle's friends. And uh, he said, okay, they were going to the park. He said, if she's there, when we get back, I'm going to get her number. And they laughed it off and said, oh, yeah, sure. Well, when he came back, I was still there. And my friend said, let's go invite the neighbors over or whatever. And we invite them over and Long story short, we started uh, talking on the porch. He said something because another guy was trying to talk to me. And he said something to me and we started talking and we never stopped talking from that night to this one. It's, it's funny you say that because that's not the first time I've heard that somebody comes out of a relationship. They're not looking to date. They're basically, like you said, trying to get out that funk. And that one person just shows up happens to be the one that you know you kind of you know kind of relate to and you just start having that conversation and you know it turns into a 27 year marriage I mean that's that's great so what about you Kim hmm I haven't found that person like I said last episode I find the duck with the broken beak and the broken leg, and it's a perfectly good duck walking right there. I'm like, forget that duck. Let me go over here and try to fix this duck. And I get bit. But I was that's that was a question that popped in my head on Tuesday about how people know. Cause I think the spirit that I, I was told that I have a, a helpmate spirit, a, a spirit of of wanted to be there for people, wanted to do for people. People take that and use it the wrong way. Yeah. And and I still just see the red flag, see everything, and I continuously like let's yeah, that red flags to me mean hit the gas, go faster, go just go after it. And <laughs> I, that's that that's how it is. It's like go fast. And um uh, so I don't know because I and when I was and I, I've been talking this week to different people and I was like, I always chose somebody because of sex. That was my first thing. Oh, the sex was great. You my man. And then get into the situation with them. Like my dad told me uh, on Monday, he said, it's like that car you wanted, that 91 Cavalier you wanted so bad, you just wanted to throw your money at it. And when my dad finally went and looked at it, beautiful car, beautiful body, but lift the hood, the engine was shot. And so that's how I've been choosing my relationships based on one thing. And I just go full forward. So now I'm like, yeah, I don't even, you know, want it because of that. I wanted to where I can, we can be, first of all, we can have a conversation. We can laugh. Yeah, we're going to have the ups and downs. But I know I'm not 100% whole and I, you're not going to be, but I'm not 100% I'm not 50%, you know? So I know listening to different people that's been married three years to the Miss Ingrid, the, uh, 27 years that some people knew right then. Some people didn't know. Um, and I, I got to wait, like, you know, Miss Ingrid said, 
don't go looking for it. It's going to come to you. He's supposed to seek you. And that's that's my understanding now. So I don't know, you know, who God has in store. So I'm not cursing myself and saying, like I did when I got out the relationship, I never want to be married. I would be single for my rest, rest of my life. Nope, I'm not cursing myself. I'm a good person. And I know I can be a good helpmate. And I just pray every day, God, send me the man you have in store for me. That we can be equally yoked. That we can have a conversation. We mm. can e- we can even go to church together. We if Bible study, we can talk. That's what I want. And just a lot of stuff that I'm focusing on. And I pray that I don't miss that person. You know, I tell God, make sure it's, it's shining bright. The halo like over his head, you know, is there. But right now I'm just patiently, you know, crawling before I get up to start walking and taking my time and trying to finish school and do all the business ventures and stuff like that. So, yeah. I'm- yeah, so me is a different story. Um, my first marriage, I thought she was my soulmate, like I told you before. Um, we were kind of like high school sweethearts. She was already out of high school. I was younger. I lied about my age. She was 19. I was only like 17, but you know, in conversation with her, she basically said she didn't like younger men. So I lied and said I was 18, which 99% of young boys, when they're young, they lie. You know, everybody lies about the age when they're young because they want to be older so I said I was 18, you know, we talked, you know, many, so we talked, got into a relationship and I thought that was the one, you know, but with years and time, things change, she changed, you know, situations around us change and we kind of like fell apart. Like the last year we were just together, but not together. You know, it wasn't like the beginning you know, it was more pointing, you know, we, we've talked about that before. So I really wasn't looking for another relationship, but I knew Janelle, you know, from work. I mean, we knew of each other, but we didn't know each other. So one day we just introduced each other. I was still married at the time, but, you know, we just knew each other as friends. She worked in another department. I worked at, as a in the call center and that was it. But with time, you know, once... I was separated. You know, we actually started talking on the phone. I could kind of tell that she was like my, I say better half, just because I'm not a person that, you know, sets up things. She's, she's the one that sets up, you know, our vacations and things like that. You know, I'll do anything around the house. You tell me to build something, I'll do it. If you have a vision, I'll do it. So that's how we work. And then, you know, church and God always brings, you know, everyone together. So, I mean, we both love going to church. You know, we, we love our pastor. We love our church. And, you know, I I think if you're not in the church, I think that kind of hinders a lot of things because, you know, a lot of relationships, you know, that are out of the church, you know, they they don't have a belief, you know, the, all these people that, you know, like you were mentioning these open relationships, I don't think if you're a Christian, you believe in an open relationship that that is not in the Bible. That's that's one thing. Definitely not. I mean, you can do it if if you want to be a sinner. Everybody can be a sinner. You know, everybody is a sinner anyway. But, you know, that that in the Christian church is not like looked at as, you know, something, you know, you're supposed to be doing. So 
I mean, with, with me and her, you know, my flaws are her perfections, her flaws are my perfections. So we kind of, you know, yoke each other, you know, what, what I do wrong. She, she's going to tell me, you know, she's not going to let it slide. And what she does wrong, I tell her. So we, we, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a open relationship to communication. I'm not the, I'm not going to lie and say I'm the best communicator because, you know, sometimes I can think, excuse me, I can think of something in my head and I thought I told her, you know, or in my mind, I did tell her, <laughs> but I didn't actually tell her. So then when things happen, you know, we talk about it. Is it the best conversation? It's not, but you know, in the long run, that little chat or altercation that we have is not going to separate us. You know, if all we got to do is just go each go to our corners, we calm down, we come back. I tried the whole, you know, me and Kim talked about this before. I tried the whole counseling thing in my previous marriage. It didn't work because the counselor was actually more the original counselors. One was on my side, one was on her side, and then they separated. It was just a, a woman at that point. And, you know, she was kind of pounding on me because, of course, I'm the male. You know, I don't know if that was the, the situation, but, you know, she just made it seem like I did something wrong. Even though I didn't cheat, nothing like that. It was just, you know, like I said, situations in the family kind of separated us. You know, her mom having cancer at that point and you know at later on she she developed cancer so it just it was like a downhill you know towards the end but um I, I mean i think we're together for a lifetime i mean we bought a house together we engaged um even though we haven't gotten married yet you know we we're supposed to get married like two years ago but because of covid a bunch of other stuff happened so Cause we were supposed to get married in Italy. That was the oh. plan. Oh, so, nice. yeah. So in 2020, you couldn't go to Italy. <laughs> no, <laughs> nowhere. So that we had to cancel those and use the tickets to go somewhere else. But I mean, eventually, uh, I think I'm gonna be forced to. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, second part of the question. Um, so let's say the person you were with or before, how did you know that person was not the person for your lifetime before you met your current husband or any oh. previous relationship? The person before, um, he had been married before. He had uh, one child, not with his uh uh, previous spouse, but with somebody that he had met afterwards. So uh, he didn't check my boxes. Oh. So number one, um, he said that he never wanted to be married again because he, you know, had such a, a, a bad marriage the first time or whatever. So that checked him off because he doesn't want to be married again. And of course, I, I do. Uh, number two was he had children already. I didn't want to have any children going into my marriage and I didn't want the other person to have any children. I didn't want any drama from either side. And um, he just, and he was a whore. Oh. <laughs> 
Wow. There's no better word. He was a whore. <laughs> yeah. And I guess I had that that fairy tale and I may have been naive at that time, but um, just in my mind, when I was nine years old, my mother, I grew up in uh, um, with both my parents. Uh, my father passed away when I was nine, but my mother was degreed and wanted to work. And that was an argument in their marriage. She wanted to work and he didn't want her to. He wanted her to be at home, taking care of him, taking care of you know the children or whatever. And I wanted that. I saw my mother's life as a little girl and I wanted that. I knew at nine years old that I wanted to be married and I wanted to have my husband's children and we were going to be this happy little family in this little house with the white picket fence. I did with the wraparound porch. I did. And so I knew that that dude was not my person. And Kim, the red flags. So (laughs) when he said, I don't want to be married, I said, okay, he's just bitter and hurt. I can change that. I'm going to be so wonderful that I'm going to make him want to get married. Now, I'm going to tell you something funny about that in a minute. But um, so then the little boy, I was like, okay, well, he's a cute kid and he's young. He was three. And I said, he can, I can learn to love this kid and this kid can love me. He still can be molded, you know? Um, and I tried. So his mother, fast forward, uh, when I finally met the little boy, his mother was without a job and, um, I am the the money person in all my relationships. Everybody that I've been with, they're horrible with money. And so I'm usually the one that pays. So my boyfriend at the time, I would pay his bills. You know, I go over every month, first of the month, write all the checks, pay all his bills or whatever. And he would just constantly be complaining about this chick wanting more money, more money. She needed more money. And she didn't have a job. I got her a job in the dental office. Wow. You didn't lie. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> I got her a job. I, I'm telling you, it's the red flag, but I was like, I'm going to do this. Like, it's me and him. You know, I got her a job in the dental office. She and I actually became good friends. Hmm. And, um, but then uh, one Valentine's Day, uh, I had driven up to the house and uh, I was leaving something in the mailbox. I don't know why I wasn't going in the house to put it in the house or whatever, because I had a key. But I was leaving something in the mailbox. And when I opened the mailbox, this all this fragrance came out of the mailbox. Mm. And it was perfume. And somebody had sent him a card. And she had sprayed it with perfume. And it was so loud. And so I, I, I took the card out and I'm a woman. Yeah, I opened it. I opened it and I read it. 
Because who is this sending? And it was a name that I didn't recognize or whatever. Um, and she was talking about how they had had this wonderful weekend in somewhere else in a different city. And I had thought he was a hairstylist. And so I thought uh, that he had gone to a hair show and um, he was with her. And so long story short, I was just like, I confronted him when I confronted him. Uh, which is really odd for me with men when you confront them and it becomes something that you did. So it was my fault that he cheated. And so that was it. That was it. I mean, I had done everything for him. I would pay his bills. I would, if he was lacking in some department or whatever, I would take that up. I was doing all the things that wives do, but without the ring. Mm -hmm. And so uh, Kim, in a stop traffic light, there's stop, there's red, yellow, green. You see the red flag? That's red. That means stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When when a man hits you or he curses you or calls you out of your, your name, that's a yellow light for you. That's caution. What is that about, you know, in, in an argument? And me and my best friend have this thing about, I want to, you know, you date somebody and it's all hearts and butterflies and violins at first. But we're like, okay, he's saying he's in love. and We're waiting on the crazy to come out. What do you like when we argue? Mm-hmm. Uh, like you're saying, is it's over mm-hmm. when we argue? You know, are you going to go all the way to the end? Or can we talk through things? What are your communication skills like? You know, you just like really got to get to know this person. Um, so just like one point, my uh, husband and I, when we were dating, we we have literally sat up from like going to bed, which we shouldn't have been doing, but going to bed at night, nothing was happening. It was nothing physical, but going to bed at night at nine o'clock at night and saw the sun rise mm. many nights while we were dating, just laying there talking. Just talking about any and everything. We could talk about anything, about our childhood, about what we what we thought our future looked like, what would what we want, whether it was with each other or not. And so let me just say he the the young lady that he was dating before me, she asked him about, you know, when did he she think that they were gonna get married or whatever. He told her that he says he told her, I'm not gonna marry you. You're not my person. And she was like, that, you know, that's hurtful. And he was like, no, I've dreamt her. I've seen her in my dreams. And when I meet her, I'm going to know that she's my person. And he says that it was me in his dream. And when he saw me and I'm like, what do you, you know, <laughs> like, that's a good line. But he was like, no, your head, we were this age that we are now in our 50s Mm -hmm. and he says we were dressed I don't know what it was it was like you were being honored for something but we were dressed and we were going out your hair was cut the same you it was you in my dream and when I met you I knew that you were the one and he said I was sleeping one night and he said God came to him and he says she's the one and so I was like, oh. okay. Oh. 
That's a good pickup line. I like that. No. <laughs> yeah, I dream too. You're the girl of my dreams. Okay. But, you know, I'm hearing that this week. I don't know what it was. Tuesday night, I couldn't sleep, right? And, um, well, I went to the nail shop. I told you, Miss Ingrid, I went to the nail shop. Never mm-hmm. go to the nail shop during the week. Ever. And I got off of work. I was just hyped hype like why i can't go to sleep i rushed like hey y'all i'm going to the nail shop real quick made it there at 6 45 they close at seven normally the door is locked they don't play at this nail shop they ain't not gonna when i say i need a pedicure refill and they they was oh can you come back and set your appointment they did not they was like come on in and you know sit down and it it was like it was meant nobody came to the door they phone didn't ring my phone didn't ring nothing and i'm sitting there and i'm just on looking at a little comedian stuff on my phone and this couple sitting in front of me and i was like huh i want to ask them they they communicating so well with each other and he's catering to her every need it's like she was kind of like she was flustered and upset i guess that's the look on her face but he was just like nurturing and catering to her needs but I'm like, you don't want to say anything because you know, episode four or five we had. And Miss Ingrid, don't look at that episode. It was a little, little, little yeah. But anyway, they were saying that, you know, when when women talk to men, that's flirtatious. So I was like, I don't want to say anything and I don't want to make her mad. So when she stood up, mm. yeah, you know, she stood up and I asked, I said, hey, you're, I'm sorry to bother you. Um, how long y'all been married? She said three years. I said, oh, wow. She's like, it seemed like it's longer. I said, no, it's just I see how y'all communicate and he's catering to your needs. And that's amazing. I said, I got this podcast and that's what we're talking about relationships. And, you know, I didn't tell her much of anything else what's going on with me. You know, I've been in a relationship. I got out of two years ago. It was chaotic. She said, let me tell you real quick. She said, I said, how did you know he was yours? She said, I didn't know. He told me after the third day of us meeting that I was going to be his wife. I was like, really? She said, yeah. He's And we met at the, I think they met at the airport and uh, they exchanged numbers and they had a couple of conversations and he would check on her to make sure her day was going good. And she was upset having a fit because she didn't have the Jolly Ranchers. The store didn't have her Jolly Ranchers and she had to go back to work. And he sent her, this is, and it was so amazing. I was like, you only hear this on the Hallmark channel. He sent her a three-year supply of her favorite Jolly Ranchers. Whoa. They was not even dating. So they, at fast forward, she she was living in Texas. He in Oklahoma. He said, we're going to have a, a dinner. Go to get something to eat. Pick your restaurant. I'm going to send you there. But he mm-hmm. flew down. She didn't know. During the day, he flew, rented a car. And he showed up to her house and mm. picked her up when he got back to Kansas. He told her, now you can't say we we ain't we didn't we never went on a date. So I'm telling you, we we're gonna get married, you're gonna be my wife. And another dude was trying to date her. She was gonna go on a date. He said, No, nah, cancel that. You're mine, and we're gonna be married on such and such date. It was something special about March 30th. And they did it. So I'm like, damn. How many people did I ignore? Cause I'm looking at the broke duck. <laughs> I'm looking at this broke duck 
and not the duck that's been waddling around me and stuff mm-hmm. like you know i just you know so now i'm like i'm stepping back at first when i got out that relationship i was like i don't ever want to get married i don't want to be in a relationship and whatever and then i was cursing myself so i'm saying like let me stop cursing myself i do want to be married again and i want that person to know that i'm his helpmate and i want him to want it just me and him and uh but I, I was asking that question, you know, even my coworker, which is young, he's younger than all the people I was talking to. And he said he knew the, the lady checked all his boxes and he knew that was his one. And so last night when I was at the little concert, the older ladies, I recorded them. How did you know? 41 years of marriage that that guy was your guy. She said, girl, I didn't know. I didn't know. It mm-hmm. was God that told me he was mine. And I had to question God again. Are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. He's not, he not tall like I want him. Are you sure? And and that's how she said, you know, you know, because God not gonna fix you up or get you somebody that's not equally yoked to you. And that doesn't want to go down that same path of growth with you. And we like I said last time, every time I talk to Anthony, I'll try to put stuff together. I am trying to be God. And it never works out. I'll be trying to stuff that square peg in that hole. It don't go all the way, but I'm trying to shave off the sides and get it in there. Mind your own business, Kim. Yeah, that's why I'm like, I, I'm done. I, I'm not trying to be you. I'm not trying to do none of it no more. Done. So I'm not, you know, actually just dating or whatever. Maybe casually having sex. But then not dating and not looking. But I'm focused on so much more and I won't. Like I said, God, let me let him show up. I mean, when he come to me, and and then I know that's my my uh Boaz, as to say, we we want a Boaz, but do we know how to be a Ruth? And so I'm I know how to be a Ruth. I'm just waiting on Boaz. So yes. yeah, I was gonna say um, probably got to stop searching because that's that's probably what's going on. You're searching and. You, you you get stuck like you said to the wounded duck and that other person is out there but you really haven't like either talked to them or because i was gonna say because you know ingrid kind of intrigued me because she said the last person had a kid mm-hmm. and i know i had two kids when i came into the relationship with janelle she had twins so I met them when they were like 13 years old. My kids, I, I can't even remember their age. I think they were like nine and 10, something like that. And I I think I told myself many, many years ago, I was like, I, I don't want to get involved with someone that had kids just because like, you know, like you said, Ingrid is the, the situation is, is tends to be bad. Because now you got to deal with a baby mama or a baby daddy and that person always coming over or starting up, you know, stuff. You don't know what, what you get yourself into or you don't even know if your significant other that you're dating is still messing around with them, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they put you in that situation. But I mean, luckily in my situation, it was only my baby mama. She really didn't get into it as much she just basically would hound the kids to 
give their give all the information, make sure they weren't calling, you know, Janelle, their mom, things like that. So it would mess up the situation on my side. But on Janelle's side, you know, the girls and, and the dad, like she he pretty much never claimed them from what mm. I can tell until they graduated, until they got like their masters. He started coming around. It's like all these years, you know, from like 13 to like 21. And he finally came around. Then when they turned 23 and graduated with their ma- no 24. Yeah. And they graduated with their masters. He came back around again. So I'm like, yeah, so I'm like, what's the point? But they kind of saw for themselves, you know, because after that, he pretty much kind of fell out the picture again. Like he came to their graduation and said, hello, basically. Like you did something. Yeah. I'm like, you know, you coming around at the end one day, it kind of hurt me a little bit because he fixed their car. Well, he just put a tie wrap on something because it was hanging and I, I'm, I'm not sure how they talked to him or what happened. And she said, my dad helped me. I'm like, oh, man, that hurt. Because, like, I'm the one that's been in your life since you were 13, taking care of, you know, of all your needs, you know, make sure you're, you're on point, you're doing what you're supposed to. But after that, they stopped calling him dad. They just started calling him by his name. And mm-hmm. started just continue. They always called me dad ever since. I want to say like six, seven months down the line before me and Janelle got like um, serious, serious. Like before we moved in, any of that, you know, they were already calling me dad. You know, they they were so happy to have a Dominican dad because they thought they were part Dominicans because they're light skinned. <laughs> you know, so, so they're like, yeah, we we Dominican, we Dominican. So, so I have a question. So you said that hurt you. Did you communicate that to? To, to that daughter when you, um, when that- I, I didn't because I felt that it was just natural for her to say that at mm. that point, you know, I did let my fiance know, I was like, you know, that kind of hurt. She was like, well, do you want to tell him? Do you want to talk about it? I was like, no, we'll see what happens. I was like, he's going to fall off again. I'm like, I'll just leave it alone. There's no, there's no point of me bringing it up and making him feel bad. Plus, you know, the way you're blunt, the way I'm blunt as well, because like if my kid does something, I'm going to tell him something. Same as what I was doing with my daughters, because I would tell them something and my fiance would be, well, you can't talk to them like that. They're girls. I'm like, well, if I do it with my kids, I'm going to do it with them, too. I mean, I I understand that they're girls and there's a certain way I have to talk to them, but I have to let them know right then and there. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to scold them, you know, don't do this or don't do that. Right, right. You know, but I have to treat them equally just in case they ever come around each other, you know, because I've seen that happen. I've seen where the dad treats his Make kid, you know, a certain way, but then like his stepkid, he t- treats them a totally different way. And of course, the mom is going to be like, well, you don't treat your kid like that. Why you treat my kid like that? You know, I think it should be equal. You know, if you yeah. if you're gonna treat them one one way, you should treat them both like that. They know you love them equally, and it's, there's no difference between e- either one. My girls, to me, they they think I'm their dad. You know, pretty much. You know, to them you there's no dead. difference. Yeah. So to them yeah. there's there's no difference. You know, no no matter what what happens. Even one time we separated, they were still calling me, and we were talking. You know, we worked it out. 
That's yeah, and I asked that question because um, a lot of times people don't view um, relationships, all other relationships, as a relationship. It's it's the same with children, with your friends, as it is with your spouse. It's a relationship. And so they all work the same. You got to communicate with them as well. Um, my uh, my gossip always says, people, um, how are you having an issue with me, yet you're talking to her about it? You know, you got to talk to me about it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I know, you, you yeah. know, people, um, I have known people, you know, they're angry and they're just walking around really mad. I had this young lady from high school, we went to high school together. And every time we would get in a room together, she would have this frown on her face and she was really upset. And um, I was and I was thinking, is she mad at me about something that happened, mm-hmm. you know, 30 years ago? I don't even remember what happened. Mm-hmm. If you have an issue with somebody, you need to say it. They probably don't even know, you know, they probably don't even know what's wrong or what's going on. Same thing, you know, with your spouse or whatever. You're walking around the house and you're feeling some kind of way about something they said or something they did, and you haven't even told them. They're not, we're not mind readers. People are not mind readers. You don't know what's going on in that person's mind. So you, you have to be, because you said you're not the best communicator, you got to say it. You got to say it, and you got to say it out loud. Yeah, yeah some, sometimes the, the situation... Um, it's created by the actual person and it's not really a situation. And I, I, I know that that happens a lot, especially like where an ex meets the new partner and in their mind, they, they've got into where I don't like this person because of this. Well, you really don't like that person just because he's dating or she's dating who you're, you were with before. And the mm-hmm. reason <laughs> That's why you dislike them. It's really no, or, you know, that manly thing where you meet the ex and the guy has to like squeeze the crap out of your hand and, and hurt you. That's like, why do people do that? It's like that you're trying to show you're more manly than me. Look, or they grab your hand. It's, I don't know why men do that. It's a lot of, oh, you're not strong enough or something. But, you know, sometimes it's even, you know, sometimes women think, a man is cheating because they made up that situation in their mind. Sometimes it is intuition and they know because they are actually cheating. But sometimes that situation creates more situations and that situation becomes a real situation because you're going to keep talking about it and that person is going to really get upset and basically be like, well, shit, if you're going to keep talking about it, then I'm going to go ahead and just do it. Do it. And, and that happens because if, if, if you're 100% honest, like I know in, in my relationship, I basically left a lot of friends that I figured would not help my situation. Like I had friends that all they wanted to do was club, you know, when I was younger mm. in school or when we weren't like that serious. So guess what? I'm not going to be just going to clubs and strip clubs or, you know, my fiance one time told me, I don't mind you going to strip clubs. I don't mind you doing this. Just don't come home late. And I did that one time. We actually, my friend got too drunk. He fell asleep at the wheel and we're supposed to go somewhere else. But I mean, we fell asleep in the parking lot. He got kicked out of the location we're at. So he fell asleep. I fell asleep, Mm. left the key on and never turned the car on. The battery died. 
So we were at that place at like four in the morning. I called my fiance. I was like, hey, could you please come get us? She's the closest. She was like, we went like, but 15, 20 minutes away. We never made it to the strip club. So she was like, nope. Same way you figured out you were going to go out. Same way you need to figure out how to get home. So we ended up calling the brother. He came, gave us a jump, took him home, you know, and I kind of left left that situation. Like I, I didn't hang like I did hang around with other friends that did promotions at clubs and stuff like that. So I would, you know, help them promote. But I stopped hanging around with people that, you know, would I mean, because he was drunk and he actually was going to drive me home. You know, or we, or we oh, no. so, so I'm like, you know, I started thinking maybe God made that car stall out because oh, I mean, yeah. we were there. I woke up at four in the morning and I had to use the restroom so bad. And we're at the back of the club because, like I said, they kicked them out. And ever since that situation, like, I don't I don't go out like that. Like, there's there's no point. Like, it's, it's, yeah. it's not it's not me. Yeah. I With my my thing, what I'm going through now and and a lot of. I can say friends. No, I don't have friends. I have a purse. She's my best friend. Her name is Kimmy. She's sitting in the front seat. She's not going to get me in trouble. So, <laughs> I'm like, where's she going with this? You know, she's my best friend. So, I don't, you know, the people associates that I have, um, you know, and I talk to, they views on marriage and some of them are married or they views on relationships made me stop hanging with them because I said, other thing that I said, um, what I'm looking for right now is just not out there looking just to have somebody feel a void no more is what I'm looking for for my future man, somebody that can grow with me, somebody that I want him when I don't feel like going to church or whatever, or feel like praying, I want him to lead me. I want you to be the leader, not just because you're the man, but because God says you the head. So I said, I don't want to date a man with younger kids. I feel like I have the right for that. I, you know, they can kids can be older because my youngest is 12, about to be 12. I was like, I'm done with the Chuck E. Cheese days and the Happy Meal days. Yeah, that's your choice. Yeah. yeah you like, don't want to raise kids anymore. Anymore. No. So, and these, yeah. they, they old. These are, these old spirit kids. They don't do, they don't kids and hang out or whatever. They in their books or my son is on learning about cars and my daughter is, you know, she's speaking Japanese. What is it? Mandarin, uh, probably. No, she's. What is it? It's not Mandarin. It's Chinese. Whatever. Uh, Vietnamese. Uh, yeah. So she's speaking there, teaching herself, playing the guitar, playing the violin, and orchestra. So they doing grown people stuff. So, and I'm like, I don't have to worry about no little kids like that. And they, and I'm not. I don't want to deal with that. And I see what people go through, and. Um, they told me I was wrong. You wrong. You have kids. And, and how are you going to say, say that? I said, because I did my time. I did my prison sentence. <laughs> I, <Damn. laughs> I don't want no little kids because you will. Have, like I said, I'm not that person. My ex, he, we've been separated almost two years. It may be two years. He got married just a couple of weeks ago. I don't have a problem with it. Wish the best for him. Cause I, I was, I was over that situation when I left, you know, when we disband, we knew it was time to go when we were sleeping in the same bed. Cause we were so petty to go get on the couch or go in another room. We sleeping in the same bed with under two different blankets. 
So I knew, I knew it was time. I was that petty. And, um, and I was like, yeah. Um, and I'm, I don't have to worry about him dealing, you know, I'm pretty much mom and dad. I don't have to worry about him dealing with whoever I deal with. And, and my kids know if I start dating, they will respect that person. And like they told me, whoever you date, mom, as long as they make you smile, you deserve to smile. And I can respect that. And I and they 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 just old. So I just like I said, I, I have associates and I started getting advice from them. And the advice wasn't good. Some of them talking about, oh, gone through the red light. They didn't say it in that many words. Girl, gone through the red light. The red light is good for you. Hit it. Floor it. And <laughs> crash. Yeah. Crash and burn. All advice is not good advice. You gotta know how to weed it out and take the take the right information and use it because people are gonna lead you the wrong way, especially you know if if they're they're in some situation that is not going good for them. They're just gonna tell you just some random stuff. Misery you know, loves and, company. Yeah, <laughs> just mix yourself up and make it even worse. Just just yeah. let just let it let that person come to you. you know? Yeah, I had. Yeah, go ahead, Miss Ingrid. I had a uh, a friend. Um, they've been divorced now. Uh, this friend, uh, my husband, uh, it was one of his uh, sh- uh, shipmates, and um, they had been married as long as as we had. They got married uh, the following year after we did. But um, his wife, whenever she would get angry, you know. Uh, <laughs> with him or something was going on with them she would always you know try to drag me into the situation Mm. and I'm like hey I'm not mad at dude at my house right now I'm not mad right now I'm not I'm not going down that you know I'm not going down that road with you and um to the very end she would always do that she would drag drag me to the point where when they got divorced um you know sometimes it's hard in divorce because you like which friend are you gonna get because you know you can't invite them both to everything or whatever but i my husband and i talked about it and i was like well we're not gonna choose like we're gonna remain both of their friends even though she was the bad part of the marriage um and she eventually ended up xing herself out because she really did some um very hurtful mean dangerous things uh to her husband in the end and uh we ended up not being um being able to be friends remain friends with her um so we got him in the divorce but um, but she was always trying to drag me into uh, her nonsense, you know. And uh, and what I'm saying, when I say dangerous, really dangerous, like um, threatening to, um, you know, plotting to kill him and different things like that. You know, it was crazy. But um, yeah, so uh, it, like he's the uh, uh, like Anthony said, all the advice is not good advice. And then people, you don't know. Um, you don't know what you'll do until you are standing in that. You know what I'm saying? You can see what 
um, happened in other people's lives and what they did, how they handled it is how they handled it. Mm-hmm. How you're going to handle it is how you're going to handle it. You know, somebody, uh, I've been told on several occasions throughout the years or whatever, why would you take this or why would you take that or why, you know, um, because this is my relationship. This mm-hmm. is not your relationship. And that takes me to the next point. Stop talking so much. Ooh, yes. We talk too much. My car sister says that all the time. We talk too much. We run our mouth too much. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we tell everything. When in the beginning of the marriage, I guess I felt like we were, um, first of all, we were young. We were by ourselves because he was in the Navy. And so we had moved away from both of our families. Nobody was there uh, with us in Virginia. And so it was just us. Um, so it was uh, it was good because it was like, if there was some type of argument or some type of disagreement or whatever, um, there was nobody to go to the, somebody's house and say, I'm going to go stay over here. I'm going to spend the night over here and be away from No, we were in that apartment together and we had to work that thing out. <laughs> It was, you know, and we didn't tell our families everything that was going on, everything that was happening, because they will feel the same way. You know, if I told my mother some of the stuff that he had done or something he had said, she was still going to feel some kind of way about that past when I when we had made up and I was okay. But she not still she's not all right with that, you know, and vice versa, same thing. And so that thing, we we talk too much, and um, you can't tell everybody everything. You can't discuss every situation with your friends and people's opinions, uh, for lack of a better word, is like an asshole. Everybody Everyone has has one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Me, me, and Kim actually talked about that. It's, it's funny you mentioned that because yes. you know we mentioned how. You can't say everything between your partner, you and you and him. Yes, y'all can y'all should be talking, but telling your family, like you say, you get over it in four or five days, <laughs> but your family is just going to keep. OK, you remember he did this like five, six years down the line. Oh, you remember you said he didn't know how to do this or, or he did this to you. And you remember that time he kind of talked to you real loud and, and he mm-hmm. did that in front of everybody, made you feel a certain way. And I- Forgotten, yeah. <laughs> I forgotten. Yes. And, and like, man, you know, really, I shouldn't even said it because I've done that. Right. I'm not even lying. I've told my mom some things, and to this day, she'll bring it up. Oh, you remember when she did this? And I'm like, yeah, but we've been divorced, and I'm not even with her no more. So what does it matter? What does it well, matter? Well, you remember when? Um, uh, is like I said, you gotta you gotta be with your person for the good and the bad. So. Good is going to be always good, you know, mm-hmm. but, but when the bad comes is, is where you have to, you know, trek along and make sure that, you know, you, you take it, you run with it and, and you just keep pushing forward. Cause I, I always thought, you know, I'm going to find a person that, you know, meshes with me and, and we're just going to have this happy relationship. That's never going to happen. I don't know. You know, yeah. like the, the, the person that Kim met, at the nail salon they're still in the honeymoon phases oh yeah <laughs> three years you know it's it's gonna come to a point where he's gonna kind of get tired of it but deal with it 
I mean, I, I did that. I, I catered, you know, to both of the women I had, you know, I, I did whatever, you know, whatever I had to, you know, with my current fiance, same thing, you know, I used to get her flowers. Yeah. I stopped doing that, but I actually thought of, it's crazy. Cause I thought about it today. I'm, I'm just going to just start doing what I used to do. I used to just send her flowers to, to her job. Well, now she don't got a, a job. Uh, I mean, she has a job, but she don't have a desk or anything. So I can't send it to her. So I'm just going to just start picking them up and bringing them to the house and just Bring have them here. Just, just randomly. Cause I, I don't really like Valentine's day. Actually, so how long, how long have you and Janelle been together? Uh, it's about 10 years. 10 years. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 10 years. And I know you're okay, going to got married. See, I knew it. And you, you said this whole thing about Italy or whatever, whatever. Um, when we got married, of course, I, I had this big thing in my head. At the time, I worked at University of Houston when we got engaged. I worked at U of H, and of course, you know, they have this big, beautiful uh, chapel over there, and and uh, there's a hotel there, full-service hotel, and I had planned this wedding or whatever. We didn't have no money. You know, nothing. <laughs> it's, it's not and a so, situation. It, it's- that's what I'm saying. Time, none of that. We got married. Um, he came. He came home because uh, he was already in, and he was on on the East Coast already. He came home right before he was going on a nine month deployment, and um, came in. We got married. Before Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving was that Thursday, I, I think, or whatever, and we got married. I went to work. I went to work that morning to pick up my check to pay for the license. <laughs> it was $35. <laughs> pay for the license. And then we went to the courthouse. I had on a raw silk green shirt, some jeans and some sneakers. He had on a, a button, button down polo shirt, some jeans and some sneakers. And then I went back to work after we left the courthouse. Oh, wow. He dropped me off at work and went and hung out with his family and friends or something, came back and picked me up from work that evening. And uh, we went out to IHOP and had some steak and eggs. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we, you know. (laughs) See, it's not, well, I'll just be 100% honest. We both have really never said we got to get married, right? So we travel a lot and, and, I know around that time in 2020, we were like, in my mind, I actually, I did the whole thing. I called her dad, asked for a hand in marriage and everything. But before that, we've never like said, okay, you know, we have to get married. It's never been like a thing for us because we said we are eventually going to get married, but we never said, okay, we have to get married. We have to do this. It's not... It's never been that type of situation. And and that's what you're not the only person. I mean, a lot of people say, when you guys are going to get married because they know us for like many years. You know, it's if it's not top of mind, you know, we rather travel, you know, abroad or something and use our money that way because we're big travelers. So, I mean, yes, eventually we will. I mean, maybe soon. I mean, we're going. That's what I'm saying. It's not about money. So. 
But see, we don't know. We don't know if we want to do like a because is we've always she's always pictured a destination wedding, but okay. her destination wedding is bring her whole family. It's like you know, it, having people come to like out of the country is kind of tough sometimes because not everybody have passports, you know. So I figured, and I told her because originally the the whole plan was to elope and then have a reception when we came back. So that sounds great. That's probably what we're going to do. Just come back and have like the celebration and maybe do like a reception here. But I mean, we're not forcing the situation either. (laughs) Whatever they do, I'm going to be the flower girl. I'm going to be a 46-year-old flower (laughs) girl. Kim. Okay, Oprah and Stedman. All right. (laughs) Oprah and Stedman, yes. Um, I had another question. That makes me ask too. Because Ingrid, you've been there for so long when when is too soon when is it too soon because you know like a lot of people say oh i met and we got married and three you know after three days of dating we knew we wanted to be married and and but how did you know that you know you knew what your boxes was right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but and then y'all knew y'all was gonna get married he knew that you know he seen that at that that vision what if i'm just saying me because my vision what I thought I seen is cloudy. You know, I thought I seen the rainbow, but it was really the clouds because I really can't see. And the eyes are kind of halfway closed, too. So I, my vision is very bad because I thought that many times, you know. I've been engaged three times, <laughs> married once. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I used to be the person that if the eggs weren't cooked right, oh, we breaking up. It's over, the relationship over. But I learned to like, okay, let's go, you know, let's work through some things. But how did, how, I mean. Like know. that, okay, so for instance, the eggs wouldn't cook right. Mm-hmm. Is it because he cooked, he cooked the eggs and he cooked them wrong? No, it was because of me cooking them. And I, I felt offended because he said something about it. So the relationship was over. At, at that time, okay. everybody okay. that said something, uh, the relationship was over. I've been Cause I'm, just saying, I'm just saying, if he felt like you didn't cook the eggs well, well, guess what? Do you know how to cook the eggs? <laughs> Do you know how to cook the eggs like you like them or whatever? So you cook the eggs for a while. Let me watch you cook the eggs. You teach me how to cook the eggs how you like the eggs. Mm-hmm. I was just saying that to my uh, to my whole my kids and my husband the other night that mm-hmm. um, we ate differently in my house than other people did. My dad said that he worked too hard. There was no cold sandwiches. Um, he did no fast food. We, I know ne- we never had pizza in my house. Mm-hmm. We didn't eat burgers, hot dogs, fries. So I didn't even know how to cook a burger when I met my husband. Cause we oh. had never done that. I didn't know how to cook a burger, but he loved cheeseburgers. So he taught or, or pan sausage. Um, my dad didn't want to eat, um, pork. We ate turkey bacon and that kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. Uh, my husband taught me how to cook a pan sausage and how to cook a burger. He, he didn't want to toss me to the side because I didn't know how to do it. You see what I'm saying? He just said, it's the way I like this. I knew how to cook scrambled eggs, but guess what? His scrambled eggs are better than mine. So I cook scrambled eggs now the way that he cooked scrambled eggs. You know, I added milk. I'd never seen anybody do that before. Add milk to the scrambled eggs. It makes them lighter and fluffier. You see, it's just, you know, I have strengths. He has strengths. Um, He tells everybody all the time that if he was the one that was wielding the checkbook, 
we would be outside, hungry, and naked. <laughs> because anything that he wants to do, anything that he sees that he wants to have or where he wants to go, he's going to do that. And the bills, they last on the list. Yeah. And so, and then we grew, You people grow up differently. You have different backgrounds. You also have to be cognizant of how people grew up. How did, how was he raised? I wasn't, we weren't raised in the same environment. We weren't raised in the same um, social um, groups, we weren't raised in the same economic status. Mm-hmm. So you, you have to make accommodations and compromise with your spouse for things like that, you know? Yeah, that's, that's, that's true. Cause I can honestly tell you when I lived in New York, you know, and my mom and dad were together cause they separated and she moved here to Houston. Uh, when, when we lived there, I think it was maybe once a month we ate out. Like, and it was, it was going to be some kind of pizza or Chinese food or something like that. But every day my mom worked a full-time job. She was the building superintendent, which that considered here is like a manager of an apartment complex or something. <laughs> and it was a building. So um, she did that all day. He had his own contract company and he basically did almost the same thing she did, but he did it in other buildings. And every day it was some type of Dominican food. And he basically, you know, kind of taught her and showed her the food, you know, from Dominican Republic. Cause she didn't know, you know, she, we're, we're part Dominican, part Honduran. So she, she knew the food from Honduras and she would make some of that, but she would mostly make Dominican food every day. And it was, you know, pork chops, rice, beans, and salad. Some, some, you know, some type of mixture like that, rice, bean, potatoes every day, every day, you know, and, and we, we never drank a Coke unless it was a special occasion. We drank iced tea every day, iced mm-hmm. tea or water. Pretty much. I didn't drink a Coke until like they, went and got Chinese food or we got went to the corner store and got like pizza or something because New York is different. You can go get a hoagie and a a pizza in the corner compared to like here. So when we moved to Texas, when she separated, it was like, okay, now she's working a full-time job, but she has to drive before it was, she was in the building where she worked at, you know, now she has to drive. So it was like me and my brother basically fended for ourselves for many years Mm-hmm. You know, we just started learning how to cook. I started learning how to do the pork chops myself. I taught myself how to cook the rice and beans until I got it right. You know, and then when I met my first wife, I taught her how to cook the food that I like. You know, this is how you fry the pork chop. This is, you know, I don't, we don't use a breading, you know, in Dominican Republic, we just fry it. You know, you season it, fry it. Bam, just like that. Chicken yeah, as well. Right. Yeah, we... And, you know, now with my fiance, she's starting to learn a little bit. I teach her a little bit, you know, I feed her some of the food or I'll cook it myself, you know, and teach her. But it's gotten to the point where she cooks now. So I don't really have to cook. Whereas, you know, in the other relationship, we were doing it half and half. Now she'll just like, I'm good some days, you know, I eat less now. So I'm good some days with a cold sandwich. I'm like, you just came home from work. You know, I, I understand you've been driving around all day. Let's just eat a sandwich or let me go pick up some food or just pick up fast food. Th- times have changed. And it's true because, I mean, now it's way easier, you know, spend $20 on two people than going to HEB and spending a whole bunch of other money, you know, 
you go to HB now and spend two hundred dollars, and you basically bought nothing. Yeah, you bought meat. You, I've done that. You, you bought enough meat. You got three packs of meat (laughs) for for three meals. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. you you got the rest to go with it, like the potatoes and all that. So, jeez. Yeah. So it's it's times have changed, but you know, like you said, it's you you have to know the background because I can teach you what I know. And you can teach me what you know, and then we can meet in the middle. You know, if, if you like eggs a certain way, because like I like um, sunny side up eggs or fried hard. You know, my fiance never liked it until I taught her. Okay, look, you can get sunny side up fried hard, and the yolk is cooked, so she likes that now. So like when we go, I see you making faces, but it's, it's, it's really good. Or like. Um, she doesn't eat that, but like sometimes, you know, you get a burger with the sunny side up egg in there and you squeeze it and everything comes out. I've seen it. Uh, I've it's seen actually it. pretty good. You know, <laughs> I don't like trying everything. I'm not a vegetable person, so I try other things. Like I dislike vegetables. I can only eat certain vegetables. It's too much for me. Green but, is life, Anthony. <laughs> well, I mean, that's why I do broccoli. <laughs> I mean, salads is, is only so much, you know, it's only so much a salad is going to mm-hmm. taste good. And I don't really like all the dressings, you know, Catalina and all that. Mm-hmm. Anything that look like tomatoes to me is like, not good. <laughs> but yeah, Kim, you can't just like, you can't just like toss it aside. You know, I, you know, I, I, that was me, but I did do the, this time to break up. I probably broke up with a lot of people. They didn't get a second date. What you saying? What? What? I'm wearing blue and I know it's purple and it really was blue, but I'm, I'm breaking up. Let me delete you off my phone. It was, it was crazy. But that was me back then. But I did. I did. I can say I stuck out a 12 year relationship, tried to work through everything. And I think it was just like we said, the past uh, podcast, it was a status thing. You know, uh, it was just that status because I wanted to, I'm a daddy's girl. I am 46 and my dad is my world. So I want to make sure he know I'm good and I'm making this relationship work and, and, and all that kind of stuff. And my dad said, I knew, I knew you wasn't happy. I knew you could just see the, you know, the expression, but then I had to show status on Facebook. We're so happy. We're Ooh. loving. We're giving kisses. And and then we get out after that picture, that two second picture, you know, is we walking past each other, not saying anything or, you know, Aww. just having conversation. We, it was just at the end. It was, it was horrible. So, but we grew up not too far from each other. So, we both had some of the same values and views. He was a hardworking man. He grew up with a, a hardworking family. Uh, we had that. He grew up in the church like I did. My grandmother kept me in the church, but did not know some deep, dark secrets was in his family to the end of our relationship. And he really, he didn't go to church. So, and I accepted that. And I know now, if the man that I God has for me or he's pursuing me, if you're not in church, you're not the man for me. I, you don't have to have a college degree. You don't have to make all the money in the world. You don't have to be this 
it, you know, what they put on social media or whatever. You just have to love God. You have to lead with God. If you don't do that and you want to be out here, as uh, my grandmother said, you want to be hoeing in the streets, do that by yourself. Don't bring me in that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have time for it. And in and, and my last situation, I forgave him for the couple of things he did and stayed together. At the end, he was just doing it. I mean, he covered it up, but he, I knew, and I just, I guess I was tired, you know, I'm like, whatever, don't, don't come home to me with the stuff. And that's why I'm saying now, I don't want to be in a threesome. Mm -hmm. If you got to be with somebody else, go be with that person. Leave me alone. I'm going to be okay. So that's what I'm knowing now that, that my, what I want. And, and I don't want nobody to lie. Cause you, you get there, they'll tell you all this stuff. That they this person, and you're like, oh, yeah, he the man for me. And just because you went to church one day, and you haven't went six months since, do you tithe? Do you go to prayer? Do you go to Bible study? Even if it's online, we got church online. Mm-hmm. You ain't never got to go uh, to the, you know, the house of the Lord no more. You can just do it from your home, but lead with God. And if you can't lead with God, you're not my mate. And I'm starting to stray away from a lot of different people, uh, it being that people I grew up with, went to school with, and, uh, you know, people I'm, you know, mess with. If I don't hear God in y'all conversation, you know, I'm limiting my conversations with you, my phone calls with you, because I can be happy in my own bed that I hadn't had Ingrid for 13 years. <laughs> I had my own bed in 13 years, so it feel good. I can be there by myself, studying for school, figuring out this next business venture and be happy and not dealing with anything because you can't give me any advice. You can't talk to me. And I'm learning that with certain friendships that what are we talking about? If it's just crazy, you're not telling, saying what God would do. Like uh, Marcus D. Wiley said, uh, marriage is, is, is a major surgery. Mm-hmm. But are we going to be able to take that we know to go to God and to be able to go through that surgery and know it's going to be okay. And that's why listening to your conversation, it just inspires me even more so that some of the things that I was thinking, like I said, God was trying to talk to me Tuesday and I did not know what it was until I went to that church. Um, yeah. Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. And God is telling me some things you need to step back from some things mm-hmm. you need to move away from, because if they not leading, with God, that's not what you need. Because I know I need him every day. Like I said, I had my Job season a year ago where I thought I was scared to breathe because I was I'm I'm finna lose something else. Oh God, please. And every you know, we do lose sight, miss church a week, miss this. But one thing for sure, if I miss church, I'm not gonna miss my tithing. I'm not gonna miss my morning prayer. I'm not gonna miss my afternoon prayer. But I'm, I'm going to God and I, I know I want that, that man to lead me and to have that attitude that God is the head. You are under him, not that you the head. God is the head. So, yeah, I'm learning. And I don't want you to focus on um, definitely not you finding him, but don't you focus on him finding you. What I want you to focus on is you because then you will attract the person to you that is is supposed to be your person. You know, if you're taking care of your business and you get working on your stuff with school and getting yourself together, 
You'll attract that person to you. Hey, look at her. She hey, she got it going on. This chick, she got her head on her shoulder straight. She wants we want some of the same things. It it could be a friend. Mm-hmm. It could be a friend. And so that goes back to what I, I didn't tell y'all the funny thing about the, the ex. So years later, we remained friends mm-hmm. because he was and I remember he started off being my hairstylist. Mm-hmm. So he continued on to do my hair, even after we, uh, after I got married or whatever, he and my husband became friends or <laughs> whatever. Wow. But, um, uh, some years later, after I'd been married and had both of my children or whatever, um, he said to me that he knew that he lost the best thing that had ever happened to him. And he said that he felt like I was supposed to be his wife. We were supposed to be this power couple. And I said, no, because you didn't protect my heart. Mm -hmm. You didn't protect my heart. You never considered me. You never thought about me before you would do something. And that's another thing. Your person is supposed to be protecting you. He's supposed to protect your heart. Mm-hmm. You you know, before you do, the, before you make the big purchase, you know, just go out and, and say, oh, I wanted this. And before you go out and make that big purchase, before the lady across at the bar, you know, winks her eye at you and slides you her number and you make that phone call and call her and, you know, you start talking. What I call, you know, people have, you can have harmless flirting or whatever, and then you should be able to walk away. You know, at the end of the night, I, I could see you buying her a drink and then walking away. You know, and saying, I got to go home. My wife is waiting on me or whatever. Or my my husband is waiting on me. You know, um, you that person should be considering you. So I, I had to tell him, no, you didn't. I wasn't supposed to be your wife. I'm not what you wanted. You wanted to do all these other things out here. And that's, you can take, I didn't let him take my choice. Mm-hmm. Don't let people take your choice. Because you can say to me, hey, I just really don't feel like I want to be in a monogamous relationship with you. I want to date a couple of other people or whatever. And then let me make the decision to say, you got some women out here, they'll say, okay, well, we're, you know, we're in an open relationship. We're dating or whatever. Mm-hmm. Let them make that choice. But that's not my choice. And so don't take my choice. Tell me what we're doing, what you want to do, what your plan is. Let me make the decision if I want to participate with you in that nonsense. And I and somebody, you know, at, at 19, 20, hey, somebody may want to do that. But at, you know, 35, 40 years old, no, I don't want to do that. No. So you go on and go on your way. And if that's going to make you happy, you go ahead and do that. But that's not what I'm doing. That's not what I want for me. And so don't let them take your choice. Yes, yes. I, I definitely I uh, had that conversation many times before. That's what happened. I can't respect anybody that co- don't come to me and say, "Hey, you know, I, I I'm messing with this person," you know, because I I didn't have a choice with the you know my last relationship because he was doing it and he didn't give me a choice. That's why I would never respect him ever to this day. You know what I'm saying? We you know you pay your money. We living good and they, they celebrate me for Mother's Day and Father's Day, but I can never respect you 
because you put me in a situation where you didn't know that if that girl was crazy, she could have came after me, you know, or called my phone or did. And I had that situation a year ago, but that's on another podcast, how to get away from a stalker. Uh, I had had that situation and and that's why I can't respect nobody because if you, I can't respect the person that, oh, I'll let you know if I start, even if we just dating or we just, you know, friends with benefits, you put me in that situation and that means that you don't want to ever be my friend again because I I gave you that option to come to me and I, I know I'm very open to say, hey, let me know when you decide to lay your pipe down in another hole, you know, let me know because I'm gonna just move around, move around. I don't, you know, let y'all do y'all thing because I don't want that situation because mm-hmm. I don't know what may come. Anthony, no, I'm crazy. I don't want that situation uh, to arise because you don't never know what the next person you're messing with, how they gonna be, how they are. So, yeah, me and Anthony have so many discussions. Like, I think, what, it was a couple of weeks ago, I was so depressed. And I was like, man, Anthony, I I have a, I, I just want to let this friend go. I just want to let this friend go. They hurt me so bad. And I would never do those things to them, ever. And This is a female? It was a female and a male. Well, one of them is my friend, and they said some stuff, and a, and a male said some stuff. But it all happened in that same week that when I finally talked to Anthony, because I had held it in, I didn't know who to talk to. And I was like, and I just went off. I ain't never just went off on the phone with Anthony, just blah, 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 blah. It was just like all falling out. And and he was like, with his calm demeanor, yeah, you have to see, you know, what this person's intentions were. I mean, it was just all in one week. I think they they demons wanted to jump on me. And I was Ooh. feeling it. I, I actually felt their demons because I was in a funk. And like, man, what did I do to these people? But not, you know, be nice and be there for them. But they want to do stuff. And then they don't feel like I'm doing anything wrong. I didn't do anything wrong. You're you're, mm. you're gonna feel in some kind of way. What? And I was like, you know what? Let me just step back. God, you got it. I anything and anything that try to come up against me and put the demons on me, God, you got it. And I I burn my candles in my house to keep you know the demons away. I my grandmother taught me about the oil at the door, my car. I put the oil on my head now, walking into work. <laughs> you know these demons are not finna get on me. You know I already got some things I'm you know working past, but not. They're not going to give me their demons. I, I refuse to take that. I done took them too long. And so, yeah. Yeah, it was it was hard. So, we went on for an hour and 22 minutes. Oh, I just, I, I love talking. This is, see how it's getting better? Our, our podcast is getting better because we got people with experience and, and truthful people. Yeah, I may cut this one into two. Mm-hmm, it just is. because cause it might be too long. Yeah, no. I like. It. Okay. Yeah. No. And if you have another question, you know, in the future or whatever. Oh yeah, you know you're gonna come back, Miss yeah. Ingrid. You're gonna come back. You oh, yeah. 